Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back this evening to our penultimate episode of this year's Cooking with Wally Poindexter, where we're going to go after what to do with all of those pesky holiday leftovers, you know the ones. Wally? Do you find your refrigerator just overstuffed with leftovers from the holidays? It's almost like if you were to blow up a balloon inside of a Ziploc bag. Something like that. It's blowing up. Well, what I like to do is take a pot and you fill it with oil and you get it nice and boiling. And then put all your food into that oil. And then you just throw a match in there and it's the perfect food for the holidays. That is correct, and it's a safe and efficient way to use up all of those leftovers without creating harmful food waste. Go ahead and throw a frozen turkey in there, too. Who cares? Leftover food can attract unwanted vermin such as badgers, elk, humpback whales, squirrels, and rats. Children! Human children! That's the kind of vermin. Hey, oh, you already said rats. Ah, that makes sense. Twice as many rats. Hey, guess who's back, baby? The Dumb Dudes! The Dumb Dudes. The Dumb Dudes. The Dumb Dudes. 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 As you've no doubt guessed from that introduction, this is a movie trailer podcast. We talk about movies here with Jerry Lewis, special guests sometimes, and the things. We do the voices. We're not quite sure that they're supposed to sound this way. It's mostly based on impressions of impressions at this point. Glavin. Guys, uh, we skipped a week because you know what? Uh, the sponsors let us do it. Yeah, it was very hectic last weekend. We both didn't realize it was Friday until Saturday. <laughs> we really didn't realize, and and we were both old old enough now that we sh- we sh- we shake our fist at the children and the people who shoot fireworks after midnight. Yeah, my dog doesn't care about them. I was I was worried he would be afraid of them, but I I still don't like them. No, I don't like them. This year they were shooting them till twelve forty five here, and I was just like, guys, come on, stop. Yeah, we but- had a million of them at midnight, and Chili just kind of like picked his head up and looked at the window and he looked at me and he went back to sleep and I was like oh good you're not going to be a scared of fireworks kind of dog yeah I don't think our dog we have a new dog by the way and uh, I don't think he was scared of them either he didn't seem bothered by they were doing mortars you know those mortars oh yeah well this is the new dog podcast welcome to the new dog podcast where we talk about zwogs Ben's dog's name is Bear it is, and uh, I don't really have much of a relationship with it just because I didn't really want a dog to begin with. The family wants a dog, really, so I just I have a lot of other stuff to do. Look, I already, I already don't have enough time to do the things I want to do, and you're throwing another kid into the mix. Like, I don't necessarily need that. You're going to have that uh, meme happen where it's like, Dad doesn't want a dog, and then Dad and the dog. I have thought about that meme often. That meme often. Um, I don't know that that is my destiny. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we are back, folks, and uh, we have a, a, ch- a an episode chog full, chog full of goodies. Yeah, we'll we'll make up for skipping a week here. We we definitely will. Well, it, we you know it's been a while since we've recorded. What have you done? Watched. 
What we done had watched this past week. Well, we both watched Don't Look Up on Netflix, so let's both talk about that right now. Yes. Uh, I'll describe it in three words. Excellent, accurate, and realistic. Yeah, it is 100% like down to the second what would happen if this was a real thing. Like, it's unbelievable. It, it, it gets politicized at one point, and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is like... Uh, black. It's not even Black Mirror. It's just Mirror. Yeah, it's literally Mirror. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the script was real good. Um, the acting's real good. Just the. It's just real good. Yeah, it's real good. Also, uh, the the end credit music was Boney Bear, so it gets points from me. Was there? I think there's an after credit scene that I missed. Oh, there is, and it's great. Uh, <laughs> it pays off on a joke from earlier in the movie. I have to go back and watch that. So everyone should should make sure to watch the credits scene. Yeah, so we recommend uh, Don't Look Up, for sure. Yep, and what else did we both watch? We both watched Book of Boba Fett? We did. Okay, let's talk about Book of Boba Fett. Have you seen both episodes? I have not seen I forgot to watch it last night. I was too busy playing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, I won't say anything from episode two then. Okay. So this is, if you haven't seen episode one, probably skip ahead like three or four minutes. Um, so th- I liked it. I'll, I'll say that I liked it. Yep. Um, Robert Rodriguez, I think, is a classic monster fan. Yes, definitely. Uh, because the Goro monster would looked very like classic monster from the fifties or something. It looked like a Ray Harryhausen monster. I didn't. I didn't really like it. Um, however, however, I thought back back to is it episode one where they're in the arena with Padme? Yeah. Yeah, I thought back. I was like, those monsters were kind of classic looking monsters too. Yeah, the one was like a big rhino, and the other one was like a big praying mantis. Yeah, and they did the whole scene with the spear, like the old claymation stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, so this has a little bit of a precedence in Star Wars, so I'm not like too, I'm not upset about it or anything, but I just didn't like it. It wasn't my favorite monster. Uh, The VFX on it were extremely good. Oh, very good, yeah. But Uh, yeah, it wasn't my favorite monster. The first episode uh, was good, but it was very uh, a, a setup episode, which obviously is required. The second episode, which I can't talk about, is one of the best things I've ever seen. Okay, yeah, uh, because like it has it has my favorite kind of battle in it. The fighting was pretty lackluster in that first episode. I was not impressed with like the the kung fu or if you want to call it that or the fighting and like also didn't really like and I and granted I know that he's not super fresh you know he still has to go in the back to tank a lot but like he got beat up by the cops I was just, or like whatever those guys were I was just like eh. I don't know I'm the not fight, at- the fighting in the second one okay good I mean I know like maybe they're like well we don't want to make him a Mary Sue so yeah speaking of Mary Sue's I've been watching a lot of Gundam stuff um yeah oh my gosh it's like every gundam show is like it's like a kid who's a mary it's like a high school boy who's a mary sue isn't that all anime uh you know what maybe yeah like look at dragon ball everyone's a mary sue in all of dragon ball yeah naruto as well i've never seen that yeah yeah like high school kids like you know just wrecking shop um uh so yeah but anyway uh book of boba fett i'm gonna keep watching i'm looking forward to episode two i might watch watch that tonight we'll see uh oh we both watched the witcher did you finish season two? No, I have only seen three or four episodes. Okay, I finished it. I don't like it as much as season one. Oh, really? Um, it's not... I mean, it's it's a fan fiction season. It's nothing from the books. Mm, okay. Uh, except for the first episode and part of the second episode. And then it, it 
kind of takes a side quest detour and it ends at the end of the book uh so it's like you used the wrong equation but got the right answer i kept thinking of that meme at the end (laughs) now is this a problem not really that first book is pretty boring i'm not gonna lie uh the blood of elves book mostly just walking so uh is it a problem for me no it isn't Uh, i just eh, wasn't as good as season one to me still looking forward to season three because they said they're going to do time of contempt for season three which is a much better book um but yeah i watched the whole the whole thing i thought there was more There was only eight episodes and i thought there was more so i was surprised when it ended hmm you know we both thought that the i can never remember the warthog guy's name nivelin nivelin god why can i not remember his name nivelin we both thought it was a mixture of of cgi and practical effects and we found out uh missy shared something i think it was missy that shared something with us yes yeah but it was like all pretty much all cgi yeah uh maybe some of the best cgi ever that might be might might be the best cgi ever because unbelievable i've i was completely certain that his his mouth and his tusks were practical yeah and i and i thought for certain his forehead with the hairs on it was practical Uh uh-huh it It looked like he was in prosthetics and that they were just touching it up lightly with cg unbelievable man so so good yeah you you watched the amazing spider-man i see Okay, yeah, so I wanted to watch, because there was so much talk about the other Spider-Man movies before No Way Home came out, uh, so I was like, I want to watch all of these old Spider-Man movies, uh, just in case the other Spider-Men showed up in No Way Home, which was the rumor. Now, I'm not going to talk about No Way Home until, I'm literally not going to talk about it until it's been out on DVD for a week. That's my thing I set for my own self, just so I don't accidentally wreck it for somebody. But I watched these of my own volition. I watched The Amazing Spider-Man 1. It's not that good. Really? It's just... it's Andrew Garfield is is good as Spider-Man. This one's not bad. The, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 is truly, truly awful. It is deeply bad. Uh, and no one no one can say it isn't. I, to me. I, I just... I don't believe you if you don't think that. So but, do you, would you say that Andrew Garfield deserves a better Spider-Man? movie mm. is he no. be- is he better than those movies are he's better than the movies are one of the weird things though is is uh the the cg is a lot better than i remembered it being so like the lizard in in this movie looks really really good is it uh, the amazing spider-man one where he's in the sewers with the webs yeah that that he, he's very spider-like and i love that yeah, there's a lot of good stuff, and uh, it's just, there's this weird vibe in the Mark Webb Amazing Spider-Man movies that I don't like, and it's like an aesthetic vibe, hmm. and I don't know what it is. Something bothers me about it, but it also, the, it's too much like the, the the Uncle Ben origin story. It's just, it follows the same, be- it feels like a weird copy of the first one that's not different enough. I don't know. They should have made it a little weirder. I don't know. I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Like, I like an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. But I don't like him as the only Spider-Man. So I feel like he would benefit from a multiverse situation. Interesting take. Interesting. I have to go. I'll have to go back and watch it. Yeah. I also watched Get Back, the, the Beatles documentary on Disney Plus Part 1. 
my parents came over on Christmas Eve and we watched that. That was just what we watched for our entertainment. It was pretty interesting. Uh, it was too. It was too long. Like these are the. This should have been broken up into more episodes. They oh, put like three hour chunks. It's like Peter Jackson just make it like a season, you know. <laughs> uh, and then I watched the Masters of the Universe Revelation Part Two. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's like it's like kids playing with toys, making up storylines, oh, you know. Yeah. So it was yeah. fun. We had fun watching that. Jess, Jess, and I watched that, and that's pretty much it for me. That's what I watched. Cool, cool. Um, all right. Well, then that brings us to the new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. This first one here is kind of weird, but Guillermo del Toro is making a Pinocchio movie uh, that is set in Mussolini's Italy, and it's about, like, Pinocchio being, like, a soldier, like a perfect soldier or something. Yeah, which sounds fa- very Guillermo del Toro. It very, very much does, with fascism as the background. Yeah, sounds like uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. There's, It's got a pretty stacked cast, though. Yeah, well, everyone wants to be in Del Toro movie. Uh, Ron Perlman obviously is in it. Yeah, uh, he 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 was the one who who pointed out that it was set in the Mussolini, Italy. This um, isn't CGI, is it? This live action? I think it's live action. Yeah, I, it'll probably be a well. Del Toro is huge in practical effects, so it'll probably be as much practical effects as possible. Yeah, and it'll probably be one click further into grossness than i'm comfortable with which is how all of his movies are yeah it'll probably have a little a touch of grotesque yeah just one one too far for me always yeah so the weird thing is in this article that we read this about um they talk about a disney plus making a live action pinocchio as well at the same time and this often happens where hollywood makes two movies of the same thing you know the snow white and the huntsman and something else yeah uh well i know they did the jungle book and then andy circus made that Mowgli movie for netflix yeah. well they're also making um two theranos movies about elizabeth holmes and the theranos oh yeah yeah they're making two of those right now as well they make like two Princess Diana things at the same time too. Yeah, it, I don't know why they do this. We they, we should look this up. Actually, let's look this up. They're trying to get all of that hot hot Pinocchio money. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tom Hanks is in that Disney Plus one. I think he's he, he is Tombstone and Wyatt Earp. Yeah, Tombstone much much better. Dante's Peak and Volcano. Dante's Peak, uh, much better. Deep Impact and Armageddon. 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 <laughs> Armageddon. Armageddon. Ants and A Bug's Life. Ants is unwatchable. Yeah. <laughs> I've never watched it. Uh, Mission to Mars and The Red Planet. Mission to Mars, much better. The Prestige and The Illusionist. Prestige, much better. That's the movie that created the great joke about Jessica Biel, that she can't be in period movies because uh, her, f- her face has seen Twitter. White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen. I was convinced that those were the same movie for the longest time. And uh, White House Down was on TV at Jess's parents' house. And we were watching it for like a half an hour. And I went, where's Gerard Butler? <laughs> and Jess was like, that's a different movie. <laughs> Why do I 
why did I say uh, Snow White and the Huntsman? Uh, I don't know. Uh, perhaps a temporary madness seized you. Madness? Is this madness? Or maybe something came out around that time that implanted that seed in your mind and you just forgot. I just, I'm Googling Snow White movies. Maybe you were just wrong. Maybe it's, I was. It's happened. This is the Dumb Dudes Podcast. Deep Impact Armageddon. Panda Express Yoshinoya Beef Ball. Tropic Thunder reference for you. Little bit of Tropic Thunder. This must have been something in the other universe I'm from. Yeah, where where there was a, there was two Snow White movies that came out at the same time. Yep, but not in this one. You were just straight up wrong about that. I was just straight up wrong in this in this universe. So the other piece of news that we have is that uh, we have a showrunner for the Fallout TV show on Amazon. Yep, and it's Jonathan Nolan who was originally signed on uh, as the executive producer for it, but I guess he's going to be showrunning it. So I guess he Thanos uh, post-credit scene it and was like, I'll do it myself. This is the guy that was the showrunner at the beginning for uh, Westworld? Yeah, he was one of them. Uh, he is Chris Nolan's brother. He wrote most of the Chris Nolan movies. So he's like the writer brother. And then Nolan is the director brother. So we'll see. Uh, Fallout has a a very specific vibe you have to catch. And and the vibe is 100% will, what will determine if it's good or bad. I 100% agree the vibe has to be right. And I want to say we, we have said that before on this podcast. Yeah, I think we have. Yeah. So got to get the, the tone right. Got to get the vibe right. And we hope that he does because this is a beloved. And I know Jess in the next room, also beloved to her. Yep. It's a uh, IP. We, we love this IP. Yeah, Kevin, uh, friend of the show, Kevin, is <laughs> currently... Uh, playing fallout 4 because he is looking at dog dog meats armor for research because he is building dog dog meat dog armor for his german shepherd (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic so you got to take all those elements all the elements of the game and you put them into a big pot of hot oil for the perfect (laughs) fallout holiday (laughs) feast uh yes correct all right well that does it for the new news and that brings us to the new 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 trailers folks we have an adele design for you coming at you live and it's a magic number an adele uh folks we got an adele design the wickedly talented adele design uh so john dacre's here and he's gonna do a more a2 okay yeah uh, all right, so we're going to start off with a, I got to say, a dope trailer, and is the new trailer for The Batman. The Batman continues to, uh, like, the trailer for The Batman is better than the last 10 DC movies, <laughs> the, probably since the, the Chris Nolan Batman. And, and you know that's right. And you know that's right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, we got Zoe, Zoe Kravitz heavily featured in this one. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is gorgeous. Uh, I love her. Hey, Zoe Kravitz with that pink wig on—that works. Yeah, no, that was that was too much. Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I was like, oh, oh what are we doing here, Batman? Uh, we got a freeze run. Let me let me rewind this. Let me go see. Let me go back and see what that was about again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dano talking as the Riddler in the background. Uh, we got Pattinson still looking like a cool Bruce Wayne. This is just going to be good. I mean, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves took Planet of the Apes, which is like a, you know, super cheesy class, albeit classic sci-fi series. And then he made a modern remake trilogy of it, and it was actually good. Yeah. Like, those Planet of the Apes movies that Matt Reeves made are excellent. Yeah, they they surprised a lot of people. A lot of people were like, we didn't expect it to be as good as it is. Yeah, and that's because Matt Reeves just knows what he's doing, uh, regardless of whether you like his uh, Cloverfield movie or not. Uh, I, I'm not a huge, huge Cloverfield guy. He knows how to tell a story. Yeah, he does. He's great. And uh, I'm super into this Batman movie so far. I am too. I can't. I actually can't wait for this. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, I want to see this in the theater. Yeah, I, I want this and I want Gotham Knights on PS5. That, those, I want, those, are the, those are the Batman things I want. Yeah, the, they're so good at making those Batman games. I hope, I hope Gotham Knights is similar to the Arkham games, but sort of its own new, new thing. Well, I hope the combat is really... I mean, I know they're like focused on the combat. I hope it's as good as Spider-Man because that combat is set a new standard for me. Yeah, that is a very good superhero combat game. Yep. Uh, so this looks awesome. Can't wait. Go watch this trailer if you haven't seen it. Uh, but the next trailer we got here is The Witcher Blood Origin. This is the one with Michelle Yao. This is a prequel to the Netflix series The Witcher, set in an elven world 1,200 years before the show, centering on the origins of the very first Witcher. Now, if this is if this is what I think it is, I, they're not being very forthright with the plot, but I believe it's about the conjunction of the spheres, which is uh, when all of the the portals lined up and all the all the worlds kind of got mished together because because everyone had their own place. Like elves were by themselves, and humans were by themselves, and the conjunction of the spheres mashed them all together. Uh, basically. The, the world that they're on in The Witcher is the elf world. Like, it was theirs. They were there by themselves first. And then the conjunction happened and humans and dwarves and monsters and stuff all ended up in the same place. And then the elves sort of got beat down by all those other things. Oh, was there like a monster world? There was. There's lots of monster worlds. And uh, so the monsters came through the portals at the conjunction of the sphere. Interesting. And then uh, sort of one of the ongoing plots of The Witcher is, is the series got this elder blood, which is from the time of the conjunction, and she can manipulate the monoliths that control the portals. So she can sort of like hop around almost between these different worlds and, and manipulate the spheres and stuff like that. So this is just like an origin story, and it wasn't covered in the books, so they have a lot of leeway to play with it. Although they, they took a lot of leeway to play with the regular Witcher series because nothing in season two. I, I honestly, when I was watching season two and this isn't a judgment on the quality of it, cause I did like the season. Like I enjoyed it. I just didn't like as much as the first one, but I thought I was going crazy. I was being like gaslit because I read these books several times. Like I've read the Witcher series three, four times all the way through. And I was like, what? what is happening like this didn't happen i don't remember yennefer losing her power after the the sodden hill battle and i don't remember 
this character doing this and I, what is and who is this and why is Francesca Findabar pregnant and what is she doing here? She's just a, a sorceress on the council. So all of this stuff got jumbled up uh, and changed and it was driving me crazy. So I finally Googled all of the things that were bothering me. It's like, oh, well, they just aren't following the book right now. Gotcha. I'm not I'm not precious about the books. It's just it is different. I'm not complaining about it. Yeah. I well, I don't know anything about anything. I've never played the games or anything. So I don't have any I didn't have any context for this. I was like, is this taking place way before the Witcher and like is this about the beginning of the elves or the 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 beginning of their demise or or what is going on here? I think it's going to be the beginning of their demise because I think the it'll be them by themselves and then I think the conjunction will happen. Yeah. Okay, well, that's uh I'll watch it for sure. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about the wolf whatever, Wolf of Wall Street Witcher. <laughs> the Nightmare of the that's Wolf. That's it. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't either. The uh yeah, so I I hope this is better than that. To me the the best Witcher is still the game. Okay. And you've read the book, seen the show and and played the game. Yeah. Witcher 3 is still the best. Okay. Maybe maybe one day I'll get around to it. We'll see. Played on the PS5. Yeah, they're they're way for a next gen update for it anyway. Yeah. Okay. The only thing is I I need to play um, Ghost of Tsushima before that. Yeah. For sure. Okay. The next trailer we got here is The Northman. We've been waiting to talk about this one. From acclaimed director Robert Eggers, The Northman is an epic revenge thriller that explores how far a Viking prince will go to seek justice for his murdered father. Uh, this is one of those things where it says from acclaimed director Robert Eggers, and I I actually am like, oh yeah, I, I acclaim him. He's a great director. <laughs> do you celebrate his works? I do. Uh, he directed The Witch, or The Vich, as, as it is technically called, because it's in Old English. And uh, he directed The Lighthouse, which are both two very, very, very good movies. He's a... Uh, He's he's extremely historically accurate with things and he's obsessive about it. So like in in the witch all of the dialogue is written in the way that they used to speak in like the 1700s and uh they it's really kind of hard to follow sometimes because it's so so strange of a an English dialect, you know. And uh, but there's some cool things that they say, like old timey things. There's one point where Ralph Einson says to one of his kids, he goes, "You know, I love thee marvelous well," and it's just like, "Oh, I love the way they used to talk." <laughs> uh, and then in the lighthouse, he wanted to make it look like a movie from the tw- like the twenties, so he used cameras and stuff from the twenties, and so it looks really. It has these weird lenses, and it, everything looks really strange, and it's just it's a really good. It's the best. It's not an adaptation of Lovecraft, but it's better than any Lovecraft adaptation has ever been at Lovecraft. Uh, so the lighthouse is like that. Interesting. Uh, and this will be a great like Anya Taylor Joy said. It's physically painful to be in his movies because everything is on set and uh, like everything's on location and it's cold and you're you're living you're filming how how these people in this time lived and. Everything's uncomfortable and the clothes are uncomfortable because it's like period accurate. She goes, but the the movie's so good that you put up with it, to, and that's why she's coming back to be in this. <laughs> this this is a focus features uh, like a Regency film, but it 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 gave me like A twenty four vibes. 
Yeah, I thought that the witch was A24, but it, maybe it isn't. Uh, the witch and the lighthouse. I would I would have guessed that they were uh, A24 movies. I don't know. They might be. Um, but this this movie looks awesome. Uh, it's probably gonna have some trippy scenes with like Valkyries and stuff because yeah. there's. Uh, I wonder if that will be real or if it'll just be for effect because he'll he'll throw in like little things where it's like it's not real it's not happening but it it amplifies the story yeah there's that one clip in that trailer where that's somebody on horseback riding towards like a cloud of like a aura of a cloud or something weird like looks like dockery ish kind of stuff she's got runes on her teeth i don't i don't want no runes on my teeth they're ready (laughs) enough as it is (laughs) you gotta brush your runes go upstairs and brush your runes (laughs) cast for this is pretty great uh, Anya Taylor Joy, Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Willem Dafoe, uh, Ethan Hawke. Now that guy who played the mountain from uh, Desert Strike <laughs> is in this, uh, and for some reason Bjork. <laughs> the Vikings are far away. <laughs> the Vikings are far away. <laughs> I don't see Mike Tyson. I do see Ralph Einstein from The Witch. Also, what if what if Mike Tyson shows up? Then. It'll probably not be as good as I think it's going to be. <laughs> Mike Tyson is far away. <laughs> Thankfully. Uh, yeah, this comes out um, April 22nd, and I, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. We're going to be watching this one. Uh, Absolutely. Okay, next trailer here is a good one. Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't feel bad in saying this at this point. The final post credit scene of Spider-Man No Way Home is this trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Uh, there is a mid credit scene, and then there's the final credit scene. Yep. So the final credit scene is this trailer, much like after Captain America, they showed the Avengers trailer. Right. We see a lot of things in here. We don't know how to explain all of them so far. We see him talking to Wanda. They talk about Westview. She's like, I know I, I screwed up some stuff. And he's like, uh, I'm not here to talk about that. I screwed up my own things, and I would like some help with it. And uh, we see Mordo, and he's got some cool dreadlocks, and he's like, the most dangerous thing is you. And then we have America Chavez uh, in here. Oh, I, I missed that. Uh, Miss America? America Chavez? Yeah, I miss. She's got like a jacket with... Uh, you see her from the back. She's like walking towards a like a portal, and she's got her jacket on. There, there is a lot of I felt like a lot of what if stuff in here. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that that Doctor Strange, the Strange Supreme from What If, is straight up in this trailer yeah, in live action. That's what I thought. And uh, Shumagorath, the tentacle monster from What If, is also in this. Yep. Although I think they can't call him Shumagorath in the MCU because I think the Conan the Barbarian property owns the name Shumagorath because it's it's like from old comics that got switched over because Marvel used to do Conan and now Dark Horse does or something like that. Uh, so we'll see what they call him. Yeah. So there there is there's one scene uh, at a minute thirty eight no minute thirty nine. Where he has he shoots like tentacles out of his hands, just like in uh-huh. in a what if? Yeah, I, that's why I think that strange supreme from what if? Yeah, is the dark. There. He's like really he's like all dark. 
looking. He's like yep. monotone gray and black. He wasn't wearing his cape. That would have been the way to tell because Strange Supreme has a different cape. Uh, we've got our girl um, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Well, I was gonna say uh, I was gonna call her what? What's her face? Regina. Regina George. Yeah, Regina George. She was also Allie in the Notebook. Okay, so there's. I mean, it's like a real fast clip of America Chavez. Yep, just from the back. Just from the back. Your jacket. Yeah. Sequins. Yep. Uh, America Chavez, if people don't know, she's uh, one of the young Avengers, and she can like kick holes through the multiverse. Uh, so she's like a portal, a multiverse portal creating character. Is she a mutant? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like she'd meet a watcher at some point. Yeah, for sure that. Yeah. Uh, well, we want this. We want this precious. Yeah, the the plot synopsis is pretty vague at this point. Yeah. Uh, because you know how secretive Marvel is. But I will I will read it. It says Doctor Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the door to the multiverse, including an alternate version of himself whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff. So. I don't know if it's actually Strange Supreme from What If, if he's the bad guy, because he sort of, like, had his own arc of of uh, coming to terms with his his deeds. So there might be, like, a another variant of Doctor Strange that did not come to terms with his grief, like that one did. Hmm. We'll just have to see... Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, because I hope they keep it all, you know, keep it all under wraps and and don't let any secrets out. Yeah, Marvel's better at that than Sony is because <laughs> there was Spider-Man No Way Home leaks for like months. I feel the like. Brazilian I trailer. Seen... The Brazilian trailer. Yeah, the Brazilian trailer was hilarious. <laughs> uh, we we knew then. Yeah. We knew then. We knew then. And you did nothing. So, but yeah, Doctor Strange's great. Sam Raimi invented making good superhero movies so <laughs> glad he's back glad he's back uh all right so then the next trailer we have here is trailer number two for uncharted and we both have we both agree on this yeah i just feel like this is miscast across the board i do too i do too uh i'm not even i don't even play these games and i don't get nathan drake vibes from tom holland no i i only played the ps vita uh one and um even just playing that i'm like this is not right like they're both too young both sully and nathan are too young this needs to be older dudes and this just doesn't it doesn't work for me it doesn't work i mean i understand that they're intending this to be a prequel to the games and like that they want them to be younger but they don't have the like mark i would never have thought mark like i've i've played part of the first game and Mark Wahlberg just doesn't... He's even weirder than Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. Like, Tom Holland as Nathan Drake is because he's popular right, right. now uh, and young. And he'll bring in uh, viewers that like him for being Spider-Man. Mark Wahlberg just seems weird. I think he was a producer and he snuck his way in that mm, way. Maybe so. I definitely th- I definitely feel like the uh, Alicia Vikander... Uh, casting for Tomb Raider was a lot better casting than this. Yeah, she wasn't sort of like a famous person of the month. Like I feel like she actually auditioned. Yeah, yeah. I need to go back and watch that. It's been a long time since I've seen that. 
I have that. Uh, I got that on a Black Friday on 4K for like eight dollars. Oh, nice! So I, I should watch that. I haven't watched that in a while. Yeah, that's that's a. I'd buy that for eight dollars on 4K. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, uh, I'll watch this Uncharted movie, but I won't probably see it in the theater. Yeah, I'll wait till this comes out on whatever streaming. Yeah, H- HBO or something. Um, hey, Nick, you want to know what I'm never gonna watch ever? <laughs> What's that? Uh, that is this next uh, show. I think is I guess it's a show uh, that we've got a trailer for, and it's called Naomi. And this is t- this looks awful. Yeah. So this is a. Uh... Uh, CW uh, Great Values Powers show and I don't know if it's based on anything I think it's set in the DC universe okay that's what Jess was saying and it's produced by Ava DuVernay and uh, it seems weird to me that she would produce things for DC and Warner Brothers because they canned her movie that she was trying to make for the DC universe like the, the new gods or something so like if if they cancel your project, are you gonna still work for them? Who remind me who this woman is? Ava DuVernay. She directed and was nominated for best director for the movie Selma uh, about Martin Luther King. Okay, okay. And she made that Wrinkle in Time movie that everyone hated. Oh, it was not good. Yeah, I didn't see it, but that's who she is. Okay. Uh, so she sort of came out swinging with that Selma movie, and then sort of like has been really not accomplishing much lately yeah this um look i'm gonna be honest with everyone and you i think the world would be a better place if the cw never existed like I, i i think about maybe a parallel universe where the cw never existed doesn't exist and i wonder if it's a better world overall it might be we'll never know we're stuck in the darkest timeline here we we really are uh, I hate this. I this looks so. Everything that the CW does is so corny and so cringy and so cheesy, and I just can't stand it. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Uh, I thought it, I I felt it was cringy even for CW. Jess said it was just the regular CW amount of cringy <laughs> though. Oh my gosh! All right, well enough of that nonsense. Uh, we have I, this is barely a trailer. This was like actually on Twitter. Uh, on some Japanese account, but there is something coming out called Mobile Suit Gundam Kukuru's Doan's Island, which is a really dumb name. (laughs) Uh, Kukuru's, Kukuru's, Kukuru's. Uh, Basically, what it is, is in the original Gundam series, so there was like two seasons, like back in like 81, I think, 81, 82, 1981, Mm -hmm. 82, um, and there's an episode in one of those seasons called Kukuru's Doan's Island. So what this is, is it's taking that bit of the story and sort of making a movie about it, I believe. And uh, with modern animation, so you get to see the RX-78 Gundam like with modern animation looks awesome. And so this is going to be that. So I don't, I don't, I've never watched the original series. I just watched those original movies. And uh, so I'm actually pretty excited about this just because I don't know anything about it. Um, however, as with Gundam, there's basically no comedic relief in Gundam shows. Uh, tr- they tried a little bit of that with the 08, like Gundam 08 team or whatever they, that one is. It's like at the beginning of the Universal Century, like the beginning of the war, and it's on all grounded stuff. Um, but that, that show is, um, 
it's almost insufferable with the with the English dubbing. Uh, as we know, I don't I don't like English dubs uh, of anime. Um, I just use they're generally now. I will say Gundam Unicorn. I've been watching that. That the dubbing for that's actually pretty decent. It's not annoying. It, it that just that nine the '90s. Here's the deal, man. Anime across the board in the '90s. The dubbing, the English dubbing, is so bad. It's so bad. It's so annoying. It's terrible. Uh, even Cowboy Bebop is not immune to it. Uh, it's just so bad. Anyway. I'm looking forward to this. It'll, I hope it's just subbed. I don't know how I'm going to watch this. Maybe it'll come out in America. I like the Cowboy Bebop dub. It's uh, Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom. Yeah, he's Spike. He's like Wolver- He's Wolverine. He's Grunt from Mass Effect. Oh. Most yeah. of the dubbing in that show is good, but there is some that's not. Yeah, that's a uh, that's fair. But uh, boy, that 08th Gundam, ooh, it's, it's some of that's real bad, real bad. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on, the next trailer we have here is Death on the Nile with minimal amount of Army Hammer this time. I love Kenneth Branagh, so I feel very bad for the man. He makes this movie, and immediately after the first trailer comes out is when the Army Hammer cam- cannibal stuff happens. Yeah, it's really, it really stinks for Branagh, like it really does. But he's a good dude. Like by all accounts, everyone likes Kenneth Branagh, uh, and and he doesn't deserve to have Army Hammer in his movie. <laughs> yeah, he really doesn't. Uh, this is a Poirot movie. It's a sequel uh, to uh, the Murder on the Orient Express, which I enjoyed. Um, it's another. These movies are are based on the Poirot novels by Agatha Christie. I think that's right. That's probably wrong. When Maybe. when did she when did Agatha Christie write her novels? Oh, it is it is Agatha Christie. Okay. When did she write these? Oh, uh, early twentieth century. Yeah, well, she was active between like nineteen thirty and nineteen sixties. She died in the seventies, I think. She started writing nineteen sixteen. Her debut novel, The Mysterious Affair at Styles, in nineteen sixteen. And published it after the end of the war in 1920. I was pretty close for guessing completely off of just the top of my head there, based on knowing kind of when she was alive. Yeah. So this is an old school tale, uh, but we just really messed it up by putting a cannibal uh, in it today, making a movie now, about it. Now, there are some some other people in the cast that aren't cannibals. <laughs> we got Kenneth Branagh. Uh, we got Gal Gadot, who I I don't love. Gal Gadot, uh, I saw through the veil. Uh, she's just she. There's a there's a a podcast called Crushes, and they play a game called Hot or Tall, <laughs> and is is if are you hot or are you just tall? And you don't have to only be tall. It can just be something that's deceiving you into thinking they're hot or something like that, you know. And uh, Gal Gadot is like, is she an actress or is she just hot? And <laughs> she's she's just hot. Uh, she, yeah, I, I'm not convinced she has uh, a lot of acting chops, unfortunately. Now, who I do think has acting chops and is also hot is Rose Leslie, who is in this movie. And she was Egret on Game of Thrones, who is the best character. And uh, my interest with the series waned with her death. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, I'll spoil Game of Thrones. Who cares? It's 10 years old. I'm crushing on Lily James right now. 
Well, who wouldn't like Lily James? She's great. Uh, did we uh, did we have a new trailer for that Pam and whatever his face is? Tommy Lee. Tommy, there was one. I did not put it on the list. I don't like to see Lily James as Pamela Anderson. It's <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's I, I don't like. It's wrong. It feels wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, I do, I don't like that, and I don't. Like Sebastian Stan, I don't, I don't, I don't care what he does really, because he's been in some truly ter- terrible things, and uh, as long as he's the, Bucky, he's cool with me. Uh, so he can do this, and I don't really care. But Lily James, like, y- you don't have to, you sh- you don't have to do this. I mean, that show's probably good because it's by the guy who made I Tanya, but I don't want to watch it, and I don't want Lily James to look like this. Yeah. Yeah, a bit weird in it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm even trying to say. It's just it it unsettles me. Yeah, it's unsettling. It unsettles uh, Nick. So I don't. Uh, I never saw Murder on Orient Express. I'll probably miss this. This is something that I'll probably watch with my mom. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, all right. So the next trailer we have here is uh, the woman in the blah 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 trailer two. The woman in the whatever. Who cares? Yeah, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window on the bump on a log and the hole in the bottom of the street. And that's it. Uh, This is, again, is this reality or is it the pills? I don't want to have to ask that question, so I'm never going to watch this. I thought that this was a better trailer. Uh, I thought this one looked more interesting than the first one because the first one was just a bunch of shots of people dropping casseroles. Right uh, in that in there's that only, white dish with the blue flowers on it that everyone's mom yeah, has. yeah everybody's mom but th- this one only features <laughs> one casserole dish that everybody's mom has dropping in the trailer yeah only one uh so there I'm sure there will be some as- element of of gaslighting in here where it's like is she uh really did she really see this but I I feel like I feel like that this might be pretty clever based on the name. They're, they're making a leap with this goofy name. Yeah. And I feel like it will earn... It must earn the, the goofiness of the name by, by by being somewhat meta. So I think it, it'll probably be well-written. I want to go back to these casseroles. Let's go back to the casseroles. The The real mystery in this show is, is uh, you know, when they drop these casseroles, is it is it filled with um, casserole or is it barf? <laughs> The rest of the podcast will be casserole questions. <laughs> uh, is it casserole or is it barf? That's the real question that we have to ask here. That's We're trying to solve the real mysteries here. Oh, let's uh, go up to Minnesota and get some hot dish from Missy. <laughs> they call them hot dishes? Is that what they call them in Minnesota? Yeah, a hot dish. A hot dish? Yeah, that's Minnesota. They're weird up there. It sounds like a TV show with a gossip. Yeah, it does, but, you know, it's Minnesota nice, so it's probably part of that. A lot of people think Minnesota nice means, like, people from Minnesota are nice, but Minnesota nice means being passive-aggressive nice, just in case anyone's listening to this doesn't know that. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, Missy's the only person from Minnesota that I think that I hang out with, but she's just regular nice. Yeah, she is just regular nice. Um, so I'm going to miss this. I, oh, is, is Kristen Bell, is she still, uh, in a relationship with that guy? She's married to Dax Shepard. Yeah. 
Are we sh- are we sure they're still married? Yes. How do you know? Uh, they come into uh, relevance in my life often through podcasts. Are they ma- okay? They are still married. I had no question of this. I think I follow her on Instagram too, and she's like always posting stuff on Instagram. I don't care for Dax Shepard. It was he in uh, Scrubs. No, that was Zach Braff. They look the same. Yeah, I always get them confused. I still to this day get them confused. Yeah, they're similar shaped. Yeah. But Zach Braff is better than Dax Shepard. Okay. Okay. I'll, ha- I'll have to remember that. I'll have, yep. to, have to store that away in the old mind palace. All right, next trailer we got here is Pursuit. And uh, guys, how is the how is Bruce Willis not in this movie? This is... A sad Bruce Willis movie, but instead of sad Bruce Willis, we have sad, you guessed it, John Cusack. John Cusack. In a movie... Also, also, Emile Hirsch, who is starting to look like Jack Black. (laughs) (laughs) This is a movie with a lot of Uzis. Like mini Uzis, full size Uzis, they really like Uzis. This is an Uzi. Uh, this movie's a floozy for Uzis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a uh, non Brucey Uzi floozy movie. <laughs> oh, this is bad though. Uh, John Cusack has been, I think, known to be hard to work with. And I think Emil Hirsch got me too'd. So this seems like a garbage can of bad actors who are le- like can't get other jobs. And this this non-Saban should be Saban movie uh, is the only place where where you can go if you're a, a sad John Cusack or a uh, Jack Black Emil Hirsch. You wanna go where everybody's a sad John Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to go where you are lame. <laughs> <laughs> and the Uzis are the same. Uh, this is bad. This is a bad movie. Uh, this is bad. movie is so crummy and like low budge that the, <laughs> the plot synopsis on IMDb page for this says, add a plot. <laughs> Doesn't have one. Uh, it's, a, it's a stupid... Uh, shoot 'em, shoot 'em up, low budget chromo movie with garbage can actors in it. Yeah, I wonder if if maybe John Cusack talked to Bruce Willis or their agents talk, and he's like, "How's old Brucey doing all these movies?" And they're like, "Hey, he only he only works for a week. On you know, he does a week's worth of work, and they make these movies." He's like, "I that's what I want to do." And so when the next one came up, Brucey was like, "Give it to John Cusack." I yeah, I'm taking this week off for Christmas or whatever. Get John Cusack to do it. And John was like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, I feel like I just don't buy John Cusack in any sort of tough guy role. Like, Gross Point Blank is a good movie. But even then, it's like John Cusack is a hitman. Like, I'm not, even no matter what, I could not be killed by John Cusack. No matter what. No matter what. All right, let's play a game called Ben Doesn't Know Who John Cusack Is, okay? Is John Cusack the guy that was in the, the first Godzilla movie back in like 2000? No, that's Matthew Broderick. Okay. Uh, but they're very similar okay. humans. <laughs> okay. Is John Cusack the guy who did the voice of Ultron? 
Nope, that's James Spader. Uh, a much better. He's he's in Stargate. <laughs> okay. All right. It, is um, is John Cusack the guy that holds the stereo above his head in that eighties movie? Ding ding. ding. Okay. Say anything. All right. Yeah. I finally got it. I finally got it. Yeah, John Cusack is. He's in Gross Point Blank. He's in High Fidelity. He's in Say Anything. And then he started being in terrible things. Like he was in that Edgar Allan Poe action movie that they made. Uh, I think it was called The Raven. Uh, and he was in the 1408 Stephen King adaptation that wasn't any good. And then he was in a bunch of real bad, like, action movies. And then he was, like, randomly in Hot Tub Time Machine. And Must Love Dogs, I believe, is also him. Huh. Wow. Okay. Well, we won't see Pursuit. Sorry. Uh, nah. Next trailer we have here is a, what looks to me low budge, but it's The Adventures of Maid Marian. Yeah, I just said this looked like it was a student film. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, I thought it, it had vibes like that BBC show Merlin, which also to me looked low budge uh, and sort of cheesy and... Straight to DVD. Sort of this, yeah, straight to DVD. Uh, the, the plot of this is, after three years of hiding in a remote priory, news reaches Marion that King Richard the Lionheart is dead. Her lover, Robin Hood, is returning from the wars. Leaving her sanctuary, she hurries to meet him... But they discover all is not as it seems. So, it's an action movie series. I think it's a movie. Who cares? Yeah, it's it's pretty bad looking. Yeah, it looks real bad. Um, yeah, it looks so bad, actually. Uh, I hate this. I don't, you know, like, look, I know that the property is free. Like, you can make King Arthur stuff and you can make Robin Hood stuff for free because you don't, you don't have to. But, like, guys, if you're going to do it. At least have a good soundtrack like Prince of Thieves. Yeah, or uh, have Kate Blanchett be May Marion like in the uh, Russell Crowe one. Yeah. Hey, have we ever talked about how they use the the Prince of Thieves song in a lot of Disney like trailers and stuff? Uh, we haven't talked about that. So, so, like, if you if you go get like an old Disney DVD or whatever, and they show like previews and stuff before the movie, a lot, like you'll hear the Prince of Thieves. Uh, like theme interesting yeah uh i i also know a weird bit of trivia about prince of thieves uh they wanted an action figure line to come out with the movie even though it wasn't really geared for kids yeah so a lot of what they did for the toys was repurposed from the molds from ewok stuff so like they made the battle wagon from the ewoks into a robin hood battering ram and then the tree village for the Ewoks, they made into the Merry Men's Hideout. I sort of remember like wanting some of those toys. Maybe I had a couple of them as Did well. You? I used them with my Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> so uh, we'll miss this. It probably won't ever come out anyway. So who cares? Uh, yeah. The Adele Dezinth trailer that we have here is again. A Bruce Willis movie, sans Bruce Willis, and it's called Blacklight. Uh, yeah, this is a, a sad Liam Neeson movie. Yep. Uh, I feel like Liam Neeson doing these is worse than Bruce Willis because Liam Neeson was in Gangs of New York and Schindler's List, and like he was like a contender. And yeah. I feel like Bruce Willis was always kind of like a action movie guy, but I don't know why. Like he's quite on gin, dude. He's quite yeah. on gin. Well, I don't know what he 
what he's doing all these chromo action movies for. He doesn't. He's Liam Neeson. Did it? Did it start with Taken Two or did it start with the Ice Road Truckers movie? I think Taken Two. Yeah. Because uh, Taken One is a really good oh, it's, action. It's movie. awesome. I love that Taken yeah. One. Taken One is awesome, but that turned him into an action movie because he did that. He did Taken One, and then he was in that movie Unknown uh, with January Jones that I only own because January Jones is in it, and I am deeply in love with January Jones. Uh, it's not a very good movie, but January Jones is in it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that I think that movie was sort of the start of him being in all these B movies. Yeah, what, what? That's not a great trajectory, man. No. And how do, how does his American accent not get any better? You'd think he'd get better at it. It's not even like an accent; it's just a voice. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's an attempt. He did. He's made good movies since Taken. Like he made The Gray. The Gray is an awesome movie. You ever see that with the wolves? Oh, I remember that. No, I never saw it, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that movie is scary. The Gray. What are they got? They need to make a Batman movie based on the Gray Ghost episode. I absolutely. That'd be awesome. And uh, who should be uh, the Gray Ghost? Oh, that now you're asking the real question. This should be the questions times. Uh, who should, God, who should play the gray ghost? Um, Who's the oldest person to have put, well, see, the problem is that, uh, they should wait a while and make it be Michael Keaton, because it can't be, uh, oh no, Kevin Conroy, maybe, and he doesn't do live action. Uh, and who played the villain in Roger Rabbit? Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Young, younger Christopher Lloyd could play him. Yeah, he could. Uh, but he's like 90. Who could play the gray ghost? I'll cut out some of this silence, but this is a great, this is an awesome, I love thinking about this. Me this too. This is a great question. Adam West died, and obviously Adam West could have done it up until yeah, yeah, a while ago, because he's the ideal, because he, he's the first Batman, so I think you just default to the next Batman, which would be Michael Keaton. But Michael Keaton's too young. Yeah, I don't think he fits the, he. I don't think he fits the part. Um, he doesn't have that old-timey, uh, Radio, yeah, like a pulp. Pulp. He's not pulpy. Hmm. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> He's too silly. Yeah. Grey Ghost wasn't silly. No, he wasn't. Grey Ghost is like Lobster Johnson from Hellboy. Donald Sutherland. He's got a good voice. Yeah, the Grey Ghost, because Adam West was the voice, so the voice is important part of that character. Uh, Ben Kingsley, Pierce Brosnan. I could buy Pierce Brosnan. Scene Bean. Oh, Vigo Mortensen. Does he got the voice for it? I don't know if he's got the voice, but he's got the look. He's older now, you know. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, he's retired. Oh, that's right. Jared Harris. Can he do an American accent? Uh, yeah, he was... Uh, he did one in Lost in Space, the movie. 1998. Did he really? Yeah. Clint Eastwood. See, that's the kind of guy that you kind of need for this. Clint Eastwood, you know? Yeah. He has to be one of one of those kind of guys. That's the right path. I think Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. What about uh, Ron Perlman? Yeah, hey, Ron Perlman. Yeah. Ron Perlman can do it with the round gla- the round like sunglasses on or whatever, or the goggles that he had. 
Ron Perlman, final answer for me. Okay, so I, I think it's a. T- I, I don't know. I'd have to see a, a, t- a screen test with Donald Sutherland or Ron Perlman. I think they're both dope answers. Yeah, I need to see some screen tests here. Actually, you know what? I'm looking at a picture of old Batman. What's his name? Michael Keaton. Yeah. He, I, Michael Keaton could almost do it. Yeah. I mean, Michael Keaton should do it. Like it should be Michael Keaton. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the way that the cartoon did it with Adam West being the gray ghost. Uh, oh, Ed Harris. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, is, do people find... I, I, this conversation that we're having, I, I'm loving this. I have no yeah. idea if this is good content. Like, are people going to be like, they talked for 15 minutes about casting <laughs> the Grey Ghost, which is an obscure episode from the original Batman the Animated Series, and I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> okay, everybody. Uh, Beware the Grey Ghost was an episode of the 1992 Batman animated series. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I'm not even looking. <laughs> this is how good it is. Uh, is from the 1992 Batman animated series where Bruce Wayne, as a kid, was obsessed with this pulp TV show uh, called Beware the Grey Ghost that was kind of like a uh, like a Batman, like, you know, 1930s noir, pulpy uh, detective superhero, like The Shadow, like The Shadow. And uh, that's kind of one of the things that inspired him to be Batman was his love of these pulp characters like the Grey Ghost. And then the Grey Ghost was voiced by Adam West, and uh, so we want a live-action version of it, and that's what has been happening to you for the past several minutes. <laughs> uh, you, just, you just explained what has been happening to them for the past <laughs> After the, We're going to explain this to you after we have this stupid conversation, which we are taking the time to record. <laughs> yeah yeah all right well that does <laughs> that does it for the new new trailers folks and uh that brings us to the uh 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 trailer mailers we got a lot of responses for our christmas question way more than i thought we were gonna get we asked what are your favorite christmas movies uh kevin started us off with an email and he said a christmas story is the christmas tradition my heart craves i'm with you there Home Alone is also a favorite, though. I can't slap that one on repeat on the same way. Or I can't, though I can't slap that one on repeat in the same way. I'd also love to shout out Klaus. The animation in that was solid. Or is it Klaus, the Netflix one? Yeah, it is. Is it pronounced Klaus? Uh, I think. Klaus, Klaus. The animation in that was solid and the story was enjoyable to the point I could see it becoming a tradition for a lot of folks. Here's to another year of trailers, both the blessings and the boogers. Happy trailsers, everyone. Happy trailsers, Kevin. Josh said, I'm glad you said to text you, Nick, because Eight Crazy Nights is a definite holiday rewatch. Also, not a holiday movie, but Uncle Buck. It's got snow in it, so close enough. Some of the jokes aged very poorly in Eight Crazy Nights, but some of the songs are still good, and it's pretty much all done by the Iron Giant animation team, and I'm a sucker for the big metal guy. So are we, Iron Giant. Perfect movie. Uh, Sheila said, Muppet Christmas Carol, of course. Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter for movies we watch around Christmas. Yeah, exactly. And Steph also said, Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. Uh, It's just, it's just, it just fits. It does, With the holidays. Yes. It just fits. Because you have time to watch it. You have time to watch it. And then she also said Little Women. Uh, 
Steph wants to watch Lord of the Rings to the and, and every time she does I know because I start to get texts asking for Faramir voice clips uh, because Brendan enjoys them so I have to record voice <laughs> clips and send them to him um, Mandy said Muppet Christmas Carol and it's Christmas time Charlie Brown are required viewing also Lord of the Rings extended editions on in the background even if no one is watching yep it's a holiday tradition like putting a frozen turkey into the hot oil uh, for a good show. <laughs> for a fireworks display uh, before the new year. Uh, Elaine said, I just keep the TV on the Hallmark channel for the season. But I have to say, Ben hurt my feelings because I love the nine lives of Christmas. <laughs> Y'all talked about the sequel, the nine... Jeez. Y'all talked about the sequel, The Nine Kittens of Christmas. It is my favorite. I love the classics. It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas are high on the list. We, we play White Christmas a lot here, too, uh, around the house. And I have to watch Home Alone 1 and 2 and The Santa Claus. I feel like Elaine and Missy could be friends. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, do, does anybody else watch White Christmas? We watch a lot of the White Christmas. My mom watches that, so I know all the songs from it. Yeah, I know all the songs, too. Sisters, sisters. <laughs> there were yeah. never such devoted sisters. <laughs> uh, Robo said, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, Elf, The Santa Claus, and typically a Star Wars premiere of some, t- some kind. Oh, yeah, he's not wrong. They've been putting out Star Wars stuff around Christmas lately. Yeah, they really have. Bridget said, A Christmas Story, Home Alone 1 and 2, It's a Wonderful Life, A Muppet Christmas Carol, and The Santa Claus are the ones we always watch first. Ben and I watched Die Hard for the first time this year, and we decided to add it in because it was so cheesy and good. Die Hard 1 is very fun. Uh, Jay said, Sadly, I do not have any movies that I seek out for Christmas, and I don't think I have watched any this year, Womp Womp. Then he said, actually, I watched A Cluster Funke Christmas, and I'm pronouncing Funke as they do in Arrested Development. I have no idea how it's pronounced in this context. <laughs> is this, this is not related? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, he said it was some sort of parody thing. Uh, okay. I don't know what it was. It, it didn't sound like it was my jam, but uh, I, I, I hope you enjoyed that, Jay. Uh, and if you want to enjoy things, you can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. You can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com if you're a Kevin-type person. Or you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers to see when new episodes drop. Uh, Do not try and contact us there. I do not check the notifications, and I never will. If you're feeling extra generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. And if you go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Yeah, I vote this Quick Mickey. I hope I had a happy holiday. This is St. Quick. Mick and uh, I, actually, I'm just regular old Mickey now. Only in the holidays is I'm Saint Quick Mick. So what we gonna do is if you leave a five star rising on our baby, we's gonna figure out who John Cusack is. We gonna go on a detective spree, and we're gonna use we're gonna use cameras to take pictures of evidence, but we're gonna use weird lenses like that movie the with Willem Dafoe in it. Yeah, we're going to get weird with it. It's going to look weird. And pictures going to come out weird. You might think there's, the camera was haunted. But I just want to remind you, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. And that's a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Quick Mickey effervescent, reticulated, and resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly. And I want to know what happened to Bruce Willis and why he's not in those 
movies that he should have been in this week. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm a oozy floozy. Happy Trailsers. Welcome back, folks, to the vid yo games. One quarter portion of the show, folks. Uh, not a lot of. There's a little bit of video game news, but we have been playing the same things. I've been playing Battlefield 2042. I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy, and I've been enjoying both. Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy, man, it's so good. I really like the story setup. It's very, very good, and and you get a lot of character moments that are so good that you want to see them. Like I want to see some of them in the MCU. Like I want people to interact like this. There, there was a good moment with Drax, uh, <laughs> where he was like combining the two ideas that they had in the beginning, and I <laughs> laughed out loud. It was so good. Yep. There's also another part where Gamora is really upset, and in order to make her happy, Peter was like, "Come on, sing with me," and he starts singing, "I am the warrior." And he's like bugs her until she starts singing along, and she's singing like really badly. It's just, it's, but it's like really fun. I don't know. I love it. It's great. The game is um, great. I've been playing the Mass Effect Legendary editions. I'm on to Mass Effect Two, which is my favorite game ever. Uh, and I have to tell you how crazy I am. I need. I played this. I've played Mass Effect Two. Uh, originally, when it first came out, I played it twelve times. It's my favorite game. Uh, I play it the exact same way every time. I don't change it up. <laughs> like I, every choice I make is the same. You don't play a mean a mean playthrough where you're mean. I can't. I can't play a mean. I have to play the absolute top nicest that you can be. So much so where if I accidentally will choose something low, I go back in my saves. Uh, I have to. I have to romance Tally because I love Tally. Oh, okay. Uh, she's a space girlfriend, and Jess calls Garrus a space boyfriend. Uh, so we each have our Mass Effect uh, paramours. I love this game so much that when I was doing this one, I I it's been so long since I played Mass Effect Two, I couldn't remember the order of something, and I did it wrong, and I did the Reaper IFF mission too early, and it triggered the Collector mission, which me uh, which means if you don't do if you don't go get the crew right away, you can't finish all the loyalty missions, and I was twelve hours into the game at this point. And let me tell you, man, I restarted it. <laughs> wow. I, I went back. I restarted the whole entire game. I've caught up to where I was on the weekend uh, as of today. But that's how dedicated I am to my one true playthrough of Mass Effect. I'm not pleasant to talk to about this because if you tell me that... If you're like, I played Mass Effect and I made this choice. What, the, what I hear is... I played it, and I played it wrong and bad. <laughs> so I am I am religiously attached to the way that I play it. I do not accept anyone else's playthrough. Uh, I reject your different choices. Is Caden or Ashley alive in your game? Caden has never made it to the second game of mine. I can't leave him alive. And it's not because I like Ashley, because I think she's mean. But she has all these sisters. She's got like younger sisters, and he's an orphan owned by the studio. 
Uh, I'm not going to kill Ashley and make her sister sad. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, also, he's a, a, a higher rank, and he should be the one taking the hit. Um, so I, I kill I kill Caden. Uh, I romance Tally. I have to save everyone, so no one can die that, that I can save in the entire thing. Uh, and I gotta say, it, it makes me not want them to make this Amazon Mass Effect show. Because if it's if it's based on the game, I will hate it if it's not my exact ideal of how to play the game. Fair enough. And I can't be reasoned with. I'm completely unreasonable. It's no fun to talk to me about this. <laughs> because, like, I, I don't acknowledge any other person's playthrough and i don't acknowledge their choices uh, i didn't i don't acknowledge the ending of yeah three. well the ending is is bad of three because it it's this giant beautiful saga uh hours long great storytelling all of this like the genophage and the quarian homeworld and the quarian geth division and all of that stuff expert sci-fi uh pulling in elements from different source material and just it's it's brilliant and then at the end it's a b or c yep and a b and c are all bad yeah and also it's it philosophically makes no sense it makes no sense at all uh the there's a character that comes in that's that's apparently the most important creature in the universe but had no other point in the game the star child as it were i shot him uh, first play yeah. through, I, I shot him right in the forehead that's it, the correct it, ending, in my opinion. It is. It, well, it triggers the red ending. Yeah, I know. Um, Which but is yeah, the only so that, the ending, ending. It, the it, ending blows. It's terrible. Uh, it's terrible. But the game leading up to that is good. Yeah. It's just that ending, and Andromeda blows as well. I played ninety-two hours of Andromeda, and I would not recommend it. <laughs> I remember when we were talking about Mass Effect Five being announced. Uh, and you were like, you texted me, and I said, well, it has to be better than Andromeda. And you said, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Uh, still excited for it. And I said, I believe I said, yeah, if I eat a burnt cookie, I'm not going to stop eating cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is what you said, and that is accurate. Yeah. That is accurate. So anyway, I love Mass Effect, but I only love my Mass Effect. And I, in fact, hate all of your Mass Effect playthroughs. Uh, see you next week, everybody. Uh, so the we do have some news here. Um, oh, Mass Effect! We have Mass Effect news. Yeah, the the Mass Effect. This is sort of all in the Mass Effect sphere. Uh, the next Mass Effect game. I don't know if we're calling it Mass Effect Four or Five. Andromeda is like a spinoff, but I think this one might be a sequel to Three. If they have the cojones to do that, uh, it would take real bravery for them to do that, and I would applaud it uh, to make a sequel to Three. You know, with the way that game ended but it's going to use unreal 5 which is like a godsend because uh frostbite that ea has is a terrible game engine and that's what andromeda used and dragon age inquisition it's a bad engine it's it's made for first person shooters yeah dice is the only people dice is the only group that knows how to use it yeah it's it's bad for third person i should say uh but unreal unreal is the one to use so mass effect 4 will be on unreal or Mass Effect 5, or whichever it is. The next Mass Effect game. Dash Rail Coup. Uh, other news, PSVR 2, folks. Yeah, PlayStation announced the PSVR 2, and it's, it's incredibly powerful for the PS5. Uh, for like a comparison, the Valve Index, which is the top-of-the-line one right now, 
the resolution is 1600 by 1440 per eye. The PSVR 2 resolution is 2000 by 2040 per eye. So it's it's higher than the index. That's crazy. I wonder, Jay, Jay was speculating that this might run on PC as well. Uh, I don't have any idea. Uh, I wouldn't even know how to know. But I, I do want to get one of these for my PlayStation because I, I enjoyed using Jay's PSVR for this PS4 at his house. Yeah, I you know I, I still like my Oculus too, but the mm-hmm. thing that I want is higher resolution. That's the thing I want. Yeah, and this is real high resolution. Uh, and that leads directly into the the only trailer we have this week, which was a, a PSVR 2 trailer for Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is a Horizon Zero Dawn VR game. And uh, in in the game, in the in the little demo, it's very short. Oh, it's like 45 it's first, seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's first person, and you're in a boat, and you're going underneath one of the... Uh, oh, what do they call Long those? necks. Long necks, yeah. And, and it's like towering over you, so... But I definitely want to get a PSVR. Oh, I, this sold me. Like the 45 seconds, I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm getting it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I want to play it. And I, I just, I really want to get one. I hope they're not hard to find, like the hardware is. But it has like, because it has things like eye tracking, which is insane. Like, it'll, if you look around, it'll change the view, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, so cool. It's it's going to be pretty cool. The only downside is that you have to have it plugged into a PS5 via USB-C cable, which I have. I have a long one. Uh, but it's, after using the Oculus 2, it's really nice to not have any cords. Yeah, I wonder if they'll make a, an attachment for that, like eventually but either either way it is whatever they do i'm sold yeah i i'm gonna get it now here's the problem it's probably gonna be just as hard or harder to get than a ps5 that's the problem i don't want that i want it to be easy to get i want i want it to be easy to get because no one can get a ps5 so they can't get the psvr here here's the and i heard somebody else talking about this on another podcast um that because it's using the power of the ps5 that maybe it will require less silicon silicone Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's not doing any processing essentially, yeah. so it may not um, have as much of a shortage to produce. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. It'll be a while before it comes out or is even uh, like orderable. Right. Um. That's all I got. Do you got anything else? I got nothing else, bro. Well then, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I reject your Mass Effect playthrough and focus only on my own. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I still have a crush on Liara. Be sorry. Happy Trailsers. Happy Trailsers. Because he did that, he did Taken 1, and then he was in that movie Unknown, uh, with Armageddon that I only own because Armageddon is in it and I am deeply in love with Armageddon.